Last week we began what will be a several week, several month study of Psalm 119. I said last week, and I just want to remind you of it this morning, that every verse in this chapter deals with the Word of God in one fashion or another. You'll not read one verse where the Word of God is not referenced in one manner or another. And so last week we were in verse number 4 where the writer declared, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. What the writer reminds the readers of, what the writer would be reminding us of is this, is that we have been commanded to keep the Word of God with diligence and with passion. And that word keep means not only for you and I to observe or to live in obedience to the Word of God, but it means to, pres- to preserve, which would mean to keep it in a right position or in a good uh, position for someone in the future, namely kids and grandkids. We've been commanded to preserve the Word of God for future generations, and then we have been commanded to protect the Word of God as it comes under attack. And we know that this world is consistently attacking the truth of God's Word. And so as believers, we've been called to observe it, to preserve it, and to guard it, and we have been commanded to do so diligently. And many times, people have a very passive approach to keeping the Word of God. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not what it's supposed to look like, all right? So that's what we dealt with last week. This morning, we're going to continue on in just a couple of moments. Before we do, I'd like to share a story with you, share a thought with you that I trust you will be able to relate to by way of principle. This morning, many of you know that every July, my birthday rolls around. All right, every July we get to celebrate my birthday. It's something I've got to do now 41 times. Okay, I kind of enjoy the process. So every July my birthday rolls around, celebrate the birthday. And something that Susie and the kids do for me every year is they buy me something. They buy me something. It may not be big. It may not be extravagant. In fact, usually it's not big or extravagant. But every year they buy me something. Something that you could put a monetary value on. I could look at this and I could say, okay, that gift costs $7. That gift costs $15. That gift costs 20 something dollars. I could look at the gifts they give me and I could put a monetary value on it. And as they give me gifts each year for my birthday, you know what? I enjoy the gifts. I appreciate the gifts. I look forward to the gifts. They've got a little bag there. They've got a little gift there that's been wrapped. I look forward to the gifts, and I enjoy the gifts, whatever they may be. Think about this, please, for just a moment, how wrong and how inappropriate it would be for me to not enjoy what they gave me. If they came to me and said, Dad, we know it's your birthday and we'd like to give you this gift, and I unwrapped it and I saw that it was something that they had purchased for me, something that they had given to me, and I said, oh, okay, that's good, and I just set it aside and I had no use for it and I didn't enjoy it and I didn't appreciate it, how wrong and how inappropriate would that attitude be? It'd be highly inappropriate, and it'd be very wrong, would it not? And so when the kids give me a gift, and whenever they give me something that I don't necessarily deserve, when they give that to me, I like it, I enjoy it, and I appreciate it for as long as I'm able to possess it. At the same time, when it's my birthday, something else happens. I get to determine what we're having for the meal. 
I get to determine what we're having, and Susie always bakes my favorite cake. She knows what kind of cake I like, what kind of icing I like on it. And so we get together, and as a family, we sit down at the table, and we eat the meal, and then we have the, the cake, and we sit there, and we'll visit for a few moments before we go about our different directions again. And while I enjoy the gifts, you understand this principle that I'm about to share with you, because I think many of you would say the same thing, that you know what I enjoy just as much? Sitting there, eating the meal together, visiting for a little bit, and just being together. Amen. It would be wrong if I did not enjoy the gifts. It would be an inappropriate response if I did not appreciate what they did for me. But because I understand the value of that, and because I understand the value of this, that being time with family, I can truly say, but I also appreciate this as much as I appreciate that. Now this morning with that principle in mind, we're going to look at verse number 14. And as we do, I want us to look in the last part of the verse, the very last word. Here the writer of the verse mentions the word riches. He mentions the word riches. What is meant when we read the word riches in this verse? This is what is meant. Money or possessions. Money or possessions. Riches several thousand years ago wasn't that different than what riches are today. Money and positions that normally lets you know that you have riches or the lack thereof. Okay, So the writer of this verse, obviously, in one form or another, in one manner or another, had been able to, over the course of their life, been able to amass what he identified as riches, that which would be money and that which would be possessions. Now, financially speaking, here is a man who is very well off in the world's way of thinking, in the world's uh, approach to life. And I want us to understand something, and we'll see this more as we go through the text, that as the man speaks of his riches, you know what he declares? He declares that he's enjoyed it. He's gotten a lot of joy from it. Now, I know what some people would say, those who are spiritual and those who are, are high and lofty in their way of thinking and those who are not carnal. They would say, how dare someone speak of enjoying riches? I'm here to tell you that's what the man said. Of the riches he had had, of the money he had, of the possessions he held. He said, you know what, I've enjoyed it. And I've gotten some joy out of these things. And I just want to throw this out here for consideration because I'm going to labor this for just a couple of moments. It would be wrong and it would be inappropriate for the writer to have been the recipient of those riches and not to have enjoyed it. How ignorant would it be for God to have blessed him with those riches, to bless him with the money and to bless him with the possessions so long as he acquired them in ways that honored God? How inappropriate would it have been for the man to have the riches but say something like this, well, I'm not going to enjoy it. That would just be wrong. 
That'd be like me saying to my kids, hey, listen, I know you took the time to buy me something. I know you took the time to get something that I would like and that I would appreciate it. But I feel so wrong appreciating this that I'm just going to set it to the side. You would look at me and you'd want to slap me upside the head and say, listen, dummy, enjoy what you've been given. So here's a man who has been blessed in the realm of financial goodness, in the realm of financial uh, prosperity. He has money and he has possessions and he makes no bones about it. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's given me pleasure. And you know what I say to that man's words? Amen, amen, and amen. For what reason, Pastor? For this reason. That while I am not quote-unquote rich, I've enjoyed everything that money has allowed me to do. Now, you shouldn't admit that. I'm admitting it right now. I like what money makes available to me. I enjoy it, and I get pleasure from it. What do you mean, Brother Kyle? I mean this. I enjoy going on vacations once a year. And if I did not have money, guess what I couldn't do? I couldn't go on vacation. So whenever I'm looking through the pictures, whenever I'm looking through the photographs, whenever I'm recalling certain events in my mind that have taken place in the last year, and I think about these family vacations that we've gone on, you know what I say? I say this, I enjoyed that and I'm glad we had the money to do it. I enjoy getting to drive clean cars that are fairly reliable. You do what? Yeah, I enjoy that. As weird as that may sound, I'm thankful that I've got a car that's fairly reliable and fairly clean. Doesn't have too many dents in it. Doesn't have too many scratches on it. Doesn't have too many stains on the interior. I am thankful that I am able to drive a clean car. I am thankful that I'm able to drive a reliable car. I have enjoyed what money has done for me by way of the ability to purchase these things. That's terrible. Deal with it. I've enjoyed it. Money lets me do frivolous things like this. Buy groceries. Well, I know how you type are. You, you go to the grocery store. Yes, and I enjoy it. You understand this? I have received joy, and I have received a lot of joy from what money has been able to do in my life. He says, well, that's, that's, that's so carnal. No, the way I look at this, best I can tell, I've tried to live in obedience to the Word of God. I've tried to be a, obedient as it relates to my finances, and I've tried to be a good steward of my finances. And so as that happens, as God has given increase, how inappropriate would, me, would it be of me to do anything but enjoy what God has given See, if I'd been blessed with money, but I just kept socking it away and socking it away and socking it away, and I didn't have heat at the house, and I didn't eat well, and my kids went without, I said, oh, I just don't want to take too much advantage of this money. You'd say, Kyle, what's up? You, you need to do something with the money. You understand this, right? I, I want us to understand because so many times we, we get this spiritual mindset that we're not supposed to like money or anything that money can do for us. That's not scriptural. That's not biblical whatsoever. 
So here's the writer, and he says this. As it relates to my riches, my money, and my possessions, I've enjoyed it. It's brought me pleasure. It's been fun, so to speak. But if you notice in verse number 14, he also writes of the testimonies. He writes of the testimonies as he also writes of the riches. What is he talking about when he speaks of the testimonies? He is speaking of the testimonies of the Lord, which would mean this, the precepts or the commandments of the Lord. All right, so here's a man who, yes, he is talking about riches in the final part of the verse, but before he gets to the riches aspect of it, he is talking about the testimonies or the precepts or the commandments of the Word of God. And if you'll notice in verse number 1, he talks about the way of thy testimonies, which means this, that there is a direction or there is a path that God's testimonies wants to put you on or to put you in. See, the teachings, the commandments, the testimonies, the precepts of the Word of God, every bit of that, there is a direction in which it is desiring to point a person's life in. What does that mean? It means this. In the realm of my spiritual life, guess what God's testimonies want to do? God's testimonies wants to direct my spiritual life throughout a course, throughout a direction, throughout a path, so that whenever I stand before God one day, my spiritual life is what it's supposed to be. God, through His testimonies, through His precepts, through His commandments, He wants to guide and He wants to direct my marriage. Why? So that each day, so that each week, so that each month, so that each year that I am married, I am able to live in obedience to God as it relates to my marriage. There is a precept and there is a commandment and there are testimonies as it relates to raising children. It is such of finances. It is such of priorities. It is such of every area of my life. Wednesday night, if you were here, you may remember me making this statement that there is not an area in our personal lives that God is not directly interested in. God, through His Word, wants to guide and dictate and determine every area of our lives. So as you read of the testimonies of the Lord and the way of the testimonies, here's what is implied, as we'll look in just a moment, but here's what is implied, that the man who wrote these words, who had amassed the riches of this world, was also someone who understood that the testimonies have a direction for my life, and at some point he dialed into this thought and he dialed into this truth, I need to take the path and the journey of the testimonies for my life. It's not just that God has set a direction in place with His testimonies, but the writer obviously clued into this truth, I need to do what the Word of God says. And as he did what the Word of God says, guess what he also gives testimony of in this verse? He gives testimony of this truth that he was experiencing great joy because of his obedience to God's Word. The idea would be something like this. As God's Word and His testimonies, His precepts and commandments have dictated my path, as I have gotten on that path and as I have done that and as I have enjoyed the blessings of it, you know what that has done? That has brought me great joy. 
Really? Yes, great joy in obedience to God's testimonies for my spiritual life. As God's testimonies have given direction on how to handle my marriage, my children, my finances, my priorities, any area of life, as God has given direction, as I have stepped onto that path, as I have begun to go down that journey, as I have begun to live in obedience to God's will for any said area of my life, you know what it has done? It has brought me great joy. I have loved living in obedience to God's Word. That's what he says. And you know what I say to that? Amen, amen, and amen. Think about this. By way of monetary possessions... By way of said riches, whatever it may be, I can put a dollar amount on every bit of that. If you want to know how much I spent on vacation last year, I can tell you to the penny how much I spent on vacation. If you want to know how much I paid for my car, I can tell you how much I paid for the car. If you want to ask me ask me how much my mortgage and my interest payments are and all that other stuff, I can tell you how much all that is. Okay, There is a monetary value that I can put on all of that. But you know what the writer says? He talks about the testimonies and the precepts and the commandments, how they have brought him great joy. And I say to that, amen and amen and amen as well even though I cannot put a monetary value on it. I cannot tell you what it's been worth to me to try to have a marriage that is in line with the testimonies of the Word of God. But I can tell you this, it has brought me great joy. I don't know what it's worth, but I know it's worth something. I don't know the dollar amount that it's worth for the effort and the blessing that has come in trying to raise children in accordance to the truth of God's Word. I can't put a financial blessing on all that, but I do know this. I have enjoyed the blessings of God because of obedience. I have rejoiced in that. There is no woe. There is no pain. There is no misery. There is no frustration in obedience. But I do know this. Try not following the direction of the Word of God and see how miserable you are. You will be miserable if the testimonies of the Word or the testimonies of the Lord and the direction it gives, you will be miserable if you do not follow that direction. So here's the writer and he says, Riches, and I've enjoyed them. Everything that it's made available, everything that it's offered, I've enjoyed it. Had a great time with it. And of the testimonies, of the precepts, of the commandments, I've enjoyed that as well. It's been great joy. Now some could hear this to this point and say, it seems like this guy's kind of got things out of whack. It it seems like things are kind of off a little bit. But that's not so at all for this reason. Look in verse number 14. He said this. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Do you understand how important that statement is, as much as? 
See, here's a man who's enjoyed financial wealth, that which you could put a monetary value on, that which you could put an assessment by a way of, uh, of price on, all this stuff. I've enjoyed this, but you know what I've also enjoyed just as much? I've enjoyed the blessings that have come into my life by way of obedience to the testimonies of God's word that you cannot put a price tag on. I have enjoyed this every bit as much as I have enjoyed this. Now, why is that a powerful statement? Why is that a statement that deserves a little bit of our attention today? It deserves a little bit of attention for this reason. I can promise you that back in the days of the writer, just as it would be true in the days that you and I live in today, there were people who did not understand that mentality whatsoever. How can you enjoy and receive joy and gladness How can you have that attitude toward the blessings that come by way of obedience to the testimonies of the Lord as much as this? See, the world back then wouldn't have been any different than it is today. And back then they would have struggled to understand how can you enjoy and appreciate and receive as much by way of gladness? How can you have all that because of obedience as you can with all the things of the world. See, this morning I I want us to just, uh, again, focus on this for a couple of moments. This is the world that we live in. The world lives, or the world tells us, that in order to be happy and in order to enjoy life, it is all about riches. Is this registering with us this morning? Maybe it's a bit warm in here. I'm not sure. The world tells us, you want to be happy? Here is where happiness is found. It is in riches. You will be happy when you get your W-2s and on your income it says you made this amount of money. That's when you will be happy. See, the world doesn't understand that while the money that you've made, it's fun and it's enjoyable and it allows certain things to take place in your life. The world doesn't understand that there is just as much joy that is found in obedience to the things of God in your life that you can never place a value on, monetarily speaking. The world tells you that not only is happiness found and pleasure found in X amount of money, the world tells you that you will be happy when you buy this. We know that to be true, don't we? Because we've all gone out and bought it. Your it is different than my it, but we've all gone out and bought it. And we did enjoy it for a season, did we not? It was fun, it was great, and it was fantastic, but I mean, you know, I went out and I bought it, and I've had fun, and you know, I'm glad I've got it, I guess. 
But, but see, the world is saying to us, now you'll be happy when you buy this. You'll be happy when you travel here. That's what will bring you joy. Did I travel there? Yes, I traveled there. And was it fun? It was a lot of fun. But again, I, I, I enjoyed this just as much. You enjoyed that just as much? Oh, I, I certainly do. I enjoy this every bit as much as I enjoyed that. So you like you enjoy that spiritual stuff where you can't really put a dollar amount to it? Oh, every bit as much. Yeah, I, I enjoy that as much. The world says, well, you'll be happy. You'll be happy when your address is this. I didn't know an address was that powerful, but okay. I mean, I've now got the address, whatever the address is. Okay, I've now got the address. Aren't I happy? Well, I enjoy it. It'd be wrong of me not to enjoy it. I mean, it would be wrong if God blessed me with it and said, Okay, here's your home, here's your address, here's where you get to, to live safe from the storms and safe from the elements, and, and here's where you get to raise your family. This is your address. It'd be wrong if I said, Oh God, I don't want to enjoy that. That'd just be terrible. It'd be wrong if I didn't enjoy it, but, but see, the world doesn't understand that I can look at them and say, You know what? As much as I enjoy this, I enjoy this just as much. To be able to spend time with my church family at the house, of God. I like that house every bit as much as I like my other house. The world says, well, you'll be happy when you wear this. It tells you that. You know that, right? You'll be happy when you're able to eat this on a regular basis. Oh, I like it. Trust me. I love eating like rich people every once in a while. You know, you're looking at your grill and you're seeing all that meat and you're like, oh, I can't wait just a few more minutes and I'm about to have fun. This will be pleasurable to me. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to eat till I have to repent. I mean, I'm looking forward to the moment. But as much as I enjoy that, you know what I also enjoy? I enjoy just sitting around eating not so fancy with people that God has brought into my life who are there because of obedience to his testimonies, his precepts, and his commandments. See, this world does not understand that you can enjoy the things of God as much as you enjoy the riches of this world. And so the world is constantly telling us, you have to do this, and you have to do this, and you have to do this. And the world is pretty impressive with their marketing skills. Are they not? And I'm telling you, we can sit here this morning and we can say, that's exactly right. I have enjoyed the blessings of God every bit as much as the things of this world. I have enjoyed the, the, the spiritual things that you can't put a monetary value on every bit as much as I have enjoyed these things. I understand that we can sit here and say that and then leave here this morning and within the next week be struggling with this thought, oh, i got to have that in order to be happy. Or be jealous of someone who may have more of this by way of earthly riches than what you have. The world's good at marketing itself, is it not? 
And we can get sucked into it, we can get wrapped up into it, and we can begin thinking that all the joy is here, and all the joy is here, and all the joy is in this, whatever it may be. But we've got to remind ourselves that when we walk in obedience to the testimonies of God's Word, His precepts, His His commandments, when we walk in that way, we will enjoy that every every bit as much as we enjoy this. Here's what I think is wonderful, and I mean this. I think it is wonderful because I know sometimes in the land that we're able to live in and the blessings that God has given us, there have been times we have been made to feel guilty if we do well for ourselves. You just make so much money. You just got so much. You just think you're better than everyone else. We have been made to feel guilty sometimes because we actually did well for ourselves because God chose to bless us. You ever felt that way before? Somebody's looking down on you because you had a little bit of money or you were able to do something? You ever felt that? Maybe you haven't. It happens. There have been, I'm just going to throw this in. we got time, and you look thrilled about this, so I'm just going to throw it in. There have been times as a pastor I've not wanted to buy certain things because I was afraid it would offend certain people in the church because I ought to feel guilty because I actually had the resources to do something. You know what that is? That is ridiculous. This verse is such an encouragement to me, and I hope it's an encouragement to you, that says to us, you know what, we do not have to apologize for any of God's goodness in our lives from a monetary possession. If He gives us riches, if He gives us wealth, if He gives us possession, if we can say before God we obtained this in obedience to His Word, we have nothing to apologize for or feel guilty in. We can enjoy it and say, praise the Lord, thank you for it. I don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel guilty. And if anyone ever tries to make you feel guilty, just basically in your heart of hearts say, shut up. I'm allowed to enjoy it. And if you want to be bitter because of God's blessings in my life, I don't know what to tell you. But it's an encouragement to me that if I will walk in the way of his testimonies. If I will walk in the direction that he lays out before me in my spiritual life, home life, financial life, priorities, whatever you want to insert there, if I will live in obedience to him, I can enjoy all this and at the end of the day be able to say, you know what, as nice as all that is, I enjoyed this just as much. This has brought me every bit as much joy as that has, though I cannot put a price tag on it. Here's what's sad, and you know this to be true. Anytime we step away from the direction of God's testimonies, precepts, commandments in our lives, anytime we step away from that, any pleasure we do get from the financial or the way of or way of possessions anything that we enjoy from the worldly standpoint of wealth it will be a very short-lived happiness that's received Amen. it will be 
That is why we see so many people jumping from this to something else to something else to something else. It's because they don't have things in proper perspective. They don't have it in proper perspective. When I've got that in proper perspective, my spiritual life will be in proper perspective, and everything will balance out. And whatever I enjoy, monetarily speaking, I'll be able to say, I've enjoyed this just as much from the spiritual standpoint. Now, that being said, somebody may come to me after church and say, Hey, brother, it's not that I enjoy it just as much. I enjoy it more. I understand. Okay, I, I understand. I enjoy family more than I enjoy their gifts. I get it. But we have to use the words that the Scripture used, right? And I can say this morning, though the world may not understand it, I have received as much joy, gladness, pleasure from obedience to God's Word as I have ever received from money and possessions and experiences. And if walking with the Lord doesn't bring you as much joy as the things of this world does, then something is not right with your walk with the Lord. Your walk with the Lord should be bringing you great joy. All right? So I'll stand this morning and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, as I come to you this morning, I pray that you would help us to just give consideration to what's been said. Lord, would you help us to know today if we have struggled?